Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Made a decision. I'll face the sunny side head on. I had a vision of what it might be like. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our very special Thursday show. And we have a very special guest in studio. In fact, she was a guest like 10 years ago uh, when she was eight, nine. nine. Mm-hmm. And now we have LB. She's a woman who's 18. I saw you walk through the gate. You look like a mini Stephanie. I know. You look just like your mom. So cute. I just wanted to, I had to give you a big hug. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy. Mu- Everybody's going to be happy to listen to this. <laughs> Everybody's been like wanting to hear from you. you we've, the last time when you were on the show, you talked about anxiety and it was a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Kid, you was just a little baby. Well, I know you shared your whole, your journey with your cool therapist who gave you uh, a bunch of like tools and you kind of shared them with the audience. Yeah. And the audience was like, oh, my gosh, this was so helpful. And I played it for my kid. And you helped Aww. a lot of people feel less alone. Yes. That makes Aww. me very happy. Aww. Happy here. Yeah. Well, now we can, like, talk about what you've been doing since then. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a while. <laughs> Ten years. Yeah. So, yeah, you, uh, first of all, you were noticing something about her face. Yes. I Right before the show, I was like, I love your nose ring. It's so flipping cute. It's, it looks so good on you. I, thank I have, you. I have to say, because some of these kids these days, they get that one that goes from one side to the other. The septum. Like a, the septum. Yeah, and I'm a big fan. I like the what you got. It's really simple and it's dainty and so cute. I I don't know if I could pull off a septum. I have a lot of friends that have septums. Don't do it. I. <laughs> they're, they're cute on other people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would ever work on me. But... Yeah, no, I got, I really wanted my nose pierced and it was really funny because I'd been talking about wanting one for a super long time, uh-huh. but at my job, they were like, like the day I started training, they were like, no, like nose piercings or anything like that or tattoos. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'll like hold off cause I don't want to get in trouble. And then <laughs> a couple months after I started working there, I have like three different coworkers who are just walking around with nose piercings and nobody says anything. And like. Some of my other coworkers have tattoos, and I was like, "Well, now I really want a nose piercing. Like now, I, now I'm really tempted because, uh-huh. like, clearly nobody actually cares. Like, I think they just say that, but they don't really enforce it. Right. But then over the summer, I was like, okay, like whatever. I go to camp, and I come back, and my sister has a nose piercing, and I was like, oh, 
Oh, I was oh, like, I she got it before me. I was like, now I really need to get my nose pierced. You know, it's it, it's interesting because from what I've known about you is that you're a basic bitch. That's true. <laughs> it's I will never fail to admit that. Yeah. I drive my basic bitch car. I wear my yeah. basic bitch clothes. It's true. But then you got a little nose ring, which is, you know, a little edgy. It's still basic. Yeah, it is. Right. But it, it, gives, a, it gives a little flair, you know? Yeah, like, I love a little it. Bit of, mm. <laughs> when she was little, this whole basic bitch thing started when she was pretty young because mm-hmm. Sadie was like, I want to make my hair pink. Right. And yes. And yes. I was like, oh, my God, what are the other moms going to think? Like nobody was having colored hair. This right. was way before that. So I take Sadie into Floyd's. We do the a little a pink streak on both sides. And Elby's like such the rule follower. Right. It's so basic. But she's like, oh, God, I kind of <laughs> maybe remember. I, I got pink. Yeah. My you hair. were like, got, I'm going to do one, too. I got a stripe of pink in the front. And then I decided to spice it up for some reason. And I got a one pink strip just in the back of my hair but I, it wasn't uh-huh. centered it uh-huh. was like a little bit off to the side Uh-oh. so that it kind of like blended you know mm-hmm. but i remember it faded and then i did like a bright green i don't really know what made me choose that because it was not a good color it was not a flattering color but i liked it and then it kind of faded out and then i got called coffee head for a little bit you know because i had the one like kind of it wasn't like a bleached streak at this point it was kind of just more like a light Light. brownish Uh blonde and then it faded but then i dyed my hair red you did do that you did do that i was a little too scared to bleach my head though so i just did it over my highlights and and it it was was like a temporary thing and then it washed out it was like it was like a semi-permanent dye i want to say we went to sally's and we just picked it up and i i did all my research on tiktok of course and Uh i was like (laughs) oh so there's this one it's like high color highlights and I can put it on brown hair. And I was like, and it'll look great because I already have highlights. So it'll like stick to the blonde. And it was more red than I even expected. Like it was it was kind of like a reddish tint mm-hmm. in the dark. But then when I went into the sun, it looked like I had bright red hair. Like I have pictures on my phone that I show people when they're like, you didn't have red hair. And I'm like, oh, yes, I did. I'm like, yes, I did. And did you like it? I did. I really liked it. Actually, I had no regrets. I was really happy with it. I think I was really scared because I did it on like a weekend and then I went to school on Monday and I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> oh God, like what's going to happen? But everybody was like, oh my God, you have red hair. It's so cool. And then I think I did it again. I think I re-dyed it over quarantine, like, mm. like right after it faded. It wasn't like I spread it out. It was like right after it faded. I was like, I want to do it one more time. And then I did it and then I just kind of let it fade and then. Now you're all black. Now I'm. Like your mama. Exactly. Her, her big chances nowadays are like cutting bangs. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I went I a little look, shorter on the bangs. <laughs> you, you know? look, I mean, you really look so much like your mom when she was young. Don't you think, Stephanie? She does, yeah. She looks so much like, you look so much like her. I just I, feel like it's almost becoming an insult though because <laughs> now I'm so much older. Like I, I do. If you look at pictures of me when I'm young, yeah, we look exactly I see, We did a comparison. Yeah. We, we found a baby picture of my mom and a baby picture of me. And I like showed people, I was like, what's the difference? And they were like, I actually don't know which I one know. is you. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, I think we were both two in the picture. Yeah. There's one of those. And I even have one from like four where we just look exactly That's the same. That's so cute. Because in the picture too, we have the same haircut. And I made sure when I did the comparison, I made mine black and white. 
because hers oh, was black smart. and white. Oh, and so yeah, that's good. I did a little comparison. We have like the same like like short bob, yeah, bangs, and it's we look identical. It's it's kind of interesting that she picks the same hairstyle that you have. Yeah, yeah, cute. It's very cute. But I'm trying to think at what age, like, because you've always been such a rule follower. Yeah. Do you think it's the rule following aspect of you that ma- makes you like basic? I'm. Have you thought about this? I haven't really put too much thought into this. <laughs> I've kind of just like accepted it yeah. as how it is. You know, like I'm basic. That's that's how it's gonna be. But like every single time I bring that up to people, they're like, "No, no, you you got some edge to you," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> but I wonder- I'm like, "Don't don't try to don't try to make me feel better." I've already accepted it. I've already internalized it. I'm basic. Like I gotta be proud. I gotta, I gotta be proud about it. You know, I wonder, I feel like maybe the roots of it are that you don't, you, you've never from the anxiety, I think from when you were young, you don't like to stand out. So if there's something about you, hundred percent that I love too much of an individual streak. Yeah. You're like, Oh, people are going to notice me. And I like that. I like following the trends. Yeah. Loud and proud. I, I will go and I'll be like, Oh my God. So many people are doing this, but it's really cute. So I'm going to do it too. Like a trend is a trend. Like no shame in your game. Like I love it. I have a question because you're such a rule follower. How do you feel sometimes when you're with your mom, like at the doctor's office (laughs) and she's giving them the business and you got to like kind of stand like, does it, because I remember when I was a kid, I was, my mother was so you know, overbearing. Yeah. And she would argue with people, not saying that Stephanie does that, yeah. but she does kind of like, you know, push, <laughs> you know, yeah. Does you it, know. how do you feel? Are you fine with it? Or do you get a kick out of it? I, in my head will be like, stop, stop, please. Like it's fine. But then in the end, she's like, see, like it didn't right. do anything. They're not mad at me. Like, and I got what I, I got I, my way. I got my shit done. Yeah. But I can't do that. Like, like I have a thing where, I'll go, I have anxiety going to restaurants with like big groups of my friends because they're all like, like they will all be like, oh, like, like talking over each other and stuff, which is fine. Like, I just don't think they realize it. But me sitting there being the anxious person I am, I'm like, all right, guys, one by one, everybody got to say what you want. Like we have to, we have to make it (laughs) the least, I don't, I don't know how to say this, like. The least annoying. The least annoying. Yeah. As possible. Just because I'm like, I don't want any, I don't want anybody to be mad. Like I don't want anybody, but it, it definitely like when, when I'm out and other people are like getting up in people's business, I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm just going to, I'm going to step back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to step back and let that happen. And I'm not going to participate. I am not going to, I'm going to pretend that it's not happening. Mm hmm. What I what I what I can't see can't hurt me. Right, so. <laughs> la la la. I can't hear you. I, I will literally like it will hap- It'll happen in like restaurants or whatever, and like it's happened with like friends too. And I'll just kind of like wander off. I'll be like, oh wow, this pair of jeans is really cute. Uh-huh. Like, oh god, I just <laughs> noticed them, even though I walked past them like six times earlier in the store. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely stems from anxiety. I'd say. Yeah, I can like, see that. Just just not wanting to be the odd one out, you know? Sure. I get that. Also, I feel like you have a thing of which I have recognized in you, which is just the unknown. You don't like to do yeah. anything that you've never done before. Absolutely not. It's <laughs> right. 
it's a no go for me. Like, <laughs> like I, yeah, I remember when you were little and you were, you know, at the beach and you were afraid of tsunamis yeah. and stuff like that. Good thing I love the beach now. That's I am, good. I love the beach. I will go swimming in the beach, except I, I kind of with the beach. I went from hating the beach to like loving the beach. Like I went to surf camp, and instead mm-hmm. of surfing, like I, I got bored of surfing at some point. And I was like, can I just swim? Can I just go swim in the surf tide? And they were like, yeah. In hindsight, they should not have done that because I did almost drown. Mm. But I had a great time doing it. And I was swimming in these giant waves. Now when I go to the beach, I will go swimming. But I got to make sure I can stand because I don't like yeah. looking below me and seeing nothing down there. So I, I like being able to stand. Although I will go farther out. I don't really care. But That's amazing. So can we? I, I want to ask you about anxiety. Yeah. Because like, I feel like. Well, you know, I I don't live with you, but it seems like you've gotten a good handle on it throughout yeah, the years since then. Definitely. Um, I do think it like comes and goes a little bit. Like there will be periods of like months or even like a couple of years where it's not as bad and it's not as like overbearing mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I'd say recently, just with all the college stuff, mm-hmm. definitely has come back up more than I wish it did, but I feel like overall, I, I'm i also just kind of like self-aware about it, I want to say. Like I know why it's happening mm-hmm. a lot of the time, which is definitely helpful is like kind of understanding why right. it's going on rather than just kind of being in the dark and being like, I feel this way, but I don't know what's causing it. I don't know why. So I don't know how to fix it. It's like, well, I do. And like I can't really stop it from happening, but I can stop it from getting to a point where it's just like, that's a, how do you do that? Is do, did they, did you in therapy? Did you learn? Like, I definitely think therapy as like an eight year old or a nine year old was super helpful because I don't remember, obviously a lot of the stuff she said, <laughs> like in the moment, but like it definitely just helped me become more aware of it and kind of just get a better understanding of it in general. And so like, even my mom will just be like, hey, do you think that it's happening because of this? And I'll just have this like aha moment mm-hmm. in my head where I'm like, oh, like I'm definitely stressing about this. And like I hate change. Same with like it's the same thing with the unknown. Hate change. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Love everything to be the same unless it's something that's clearly good change. And then I'm right. like, oh, but like if it's something where I don't know what's going to come out of it, like I don't know whether it's going to be good or bad. I hate it. And like, it gives me lots of anxiety. And so I think it's just good for me to know like, Hey, I also tend to, what's the word catastrophize. Mm -hmm. I tend to catastrophize a lot. And so I kind of just have to take it down in my head and I'm like, Hey, you got to remember you hate change and this is change. Like this is what's going on. And you're also probably gotta gaslight myself a little bit like you're you're being too dramatic like you're you're catastrophizing right now and then obviously it doesn't like fully remedy it like I'm not just like oh like no more right but it helps me to get a grasp on like what I'm feeling a little bit you know god that's amazing LB I'm so proud of you thank you wow so my therapist so insightful Oh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to have Natalia listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, let's take a break. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're back. back. With LB. I think like, what does it feel like though when you're feeling anxiety? Do you feel like, because you have had some really big disappointments. Yeah. Um, You know, starting last year. Yeah. End of the year. And does it do, does it feel like when you start getting anxious, does it feel like it's about that or does it feel like it's just, you just don't know what it's about? So sometimes I'll feel like it'll start from that. And then the problem with my anxiety is it'll kind of just start to latch onto other things that didn't make me anxious before. So like mm-hmm. even when I was younger, it started with the beach and then from there, it just latched onto other things that I hadn't really been concerned about before, like being by myself. It started where when I was in a parking lot and my mom would go put a cart away, I could not sit in the car for 20 seconds by myself because I was so anxious, which <clears throat> that was not a problem before. But because I started being anxious about the other thing, then I was like, oh, well, now I'm anxious about this. Now I'm anxious about this. And I think it still kind of applies where like, I'll start being anxious about one thing and then other small things that didn't really bother me before won't even like make me super anxious, but I'll notice that I get a little more tense in other situations just because I started being anxious about that one thing. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, it just kind of, it kind of spreads almost, which sucks. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is normal when that happens. For sure. I want to talk about the um, college thing because I feel like a lot of parents, you know, we were going through it together and not that it was happening to me, but you know, we were obviously having a lot of talks about like, get on those applications and having some power struggles with that. And, and you had taken a lot of really hard classes, you know, you'd been building building your schedule since you were pretty young. Yes. And we, you had that college counselor. Right. And um, like, tell me a, l- a little bit, like just from your perspective, yes. like, what was the pressure like at school? Like how are other people handling it? It was, it was definitely really difficult just because the around the, the environment around me at school was so competitive. And so like it, it God. felt like a lot of pressure because nobody wanted to talk about it, but at the same time, everyone was talking about it. So like, with within my friend group, it wouldn't be like a conversation where we'd be like, how are your college applications going? Like nobody would do that. Nobody was oh, like, like, that's why it was hard for me because sometimes I didn't really know what was going on because mm-hmm. my friends just didn't really talk about it. But at the same time, everybody was like, oh, I want to go here. I took all these classes to get into here. So I, in my head, I was like still comparing myself to everybody. And I was like, oh, God, like, Ugh. I took all these crazy classes and I like AP physics. I know it's insane. I literally tortured myself in high school over all these classes. And then at the same time I was like, well, this person took this many classes and I have a feeling that they're going to get into these schools. So what if I don't get into this one, which definitely made it a little bit more pressure in terms of college applications. And then I thought I had a lot of time, which 
in hindsight, it's not that much time for like, I don't know how to phrase this. It's not, it's not enough time for what you're going to be doing in the future. Like, like you have like three months to Mm -hmm. collect everything that you need to get into your possibly next four or five years Uh of school. And I think going into it, I was like, ah, like everything's not due till November. It's only August. Like, and what were your friends like? Were you kind of like, that was also the thing you were trying to, I am in a group full of procrastinators. So I didn't feel as like inclined to Mm. jump on it because I want to say I know probably like eight or nine people that started their UC applications the day it was due. Wow. I didn't do that, thankfully. Thanks to thanks my mother. Thanks to your mom. <laughs> I submitted oh. them like a week early, which mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of pressure at the time, but I was feeling so relieved when everybody was coming into school being like, oh my God, I just wrote my essays at three in the morning. Right. And they are due the next, like at night, the, the following day. And I had already had mine done for like a week, but it was just like everybody was waiting to do Mm -hmm. theirs. And so I was like, oh, so even though I was kind like on time for mine, I felt ahead of everyone, which is, which kind of sucks because I was like, well, like my mom would be like, you need to submit this now. And like, you're, you're not ahead. But then in my head, I'd be like, well, everybody else hasn't even started this. right? So I'm the only one that's done it, which means I'm ahead. When in reality, I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I think everybody's kind of just like slacking a little bit, which, you know, it worked out for a lot of people. A lot of people that I know got into great schools, but I think also I tend to work better under pressure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was kind of waiting for the moment to be like, oh, I really got to get on this. And then I would Focus and focus. It's hard down. for me to focus yeah. if I'm not under pressure. Like at school, I did do a lot of my work ahead of time, but there was also a lot of work that I would like come to me like the day before. And then I'd be like, all right, well now I'm forced to do this. And so I'd write like my best work possible mm-hmm. because I was so like laser focused on getting it done. And it, it usually worked, but you know. Right. Right. I feel like everybody's like that. I was just yeah. gonna say. I, I know. I wait I till the last minute to do something, am, and then I and then I just get it done. And yeah, horrible power procrastinator. Through. Especially if it's something you don't want to do. Of yeah, you know. Yeah. Or I know you're like this too, LB. But like the critical voice comes in. if you have too much time. Yeah. You have too much time to like play or hate yourself and yeah. go like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't good. Yeah. But if you just have to get it done, you're like, okay. That's exactly what I would do. And it's so funny because I write a lot of essays like that where I'll be like, Oh God, like I have an essay. It's due in a week. It's fine. And then like five days go by and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to turn this essay in. I really got to start it. And so instead of sitting there working on it every single day for a week and being like, Oh God, this sentence sounded like shit. Like I got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I just kind of sit down. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right. Instead of focusing it sentence by sentence, I'm like, okay, do you think I can get two paragraphs done in 20 minutes? Like, let's try, let's sit down and make a goal and then I'll just like speed write it. Right. And then I'll go back with whatever time I have, which is usually time. And I'll be like, okay. And, and I'll fix stuff later. It's so great that your mom is a writer. Exactly. Like, and sh- has she helped you? Like, yeah. yeah. Especially with college stuff too. Right. Like with the college applications, I read them all to my mom and she like helped me out with all of them. 
which was a super, super, super big help because honestly, it made me feel more confident about some of them because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I got a second opinion. Right. And she likes them and I like what I wrote. So that means it's probably well written. You know, yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah. Well, rewriting is the worst part. Right. Well, so she didn't like to hear when I would have notes. Yeah. But once you, when you would make some adjustments, sometimes you'd be like, oh, this yeah. is better. It just because I I would write something down that I really liked. Like I'd have this thing in my head where I was like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. this is going to be the best thing I've ever written. Like I have yeah. so many ideas like and I write them all down. And then what was the what was the word minimum? Like 350 words. And I'd have one PIQ and it was like 700 words. And I was like, oh, I got to get rid of like oh, two thirds of this. That sounds for a personal insight personal insight question. question uh, for yeah, the which is, applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had to write four of those. And each of them where I want, I, I'm guessing, I think they were like 300, 350 words. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, yeah. I don't really know about that. Um, and I have one that was like, I don't know, like 600 words. And I was like, oh God, I have to cut like half of this out. And then my mom would be like, hey, like, I think you can shorten this part or cut this out. And she'd like say, she'd be like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't really think we like need this sentence. And it would be like my favorite sentence in the whole right. thing. I'd be like, ah, I really want to keep it in. But then once it was gone and like, I kind of restructured the whole thing, I'd be like, Oh, this definitely sounds a lot better. Like in the end, once yeah. it was all corrected and shortened, but can I, cause I'm going through this now, you know, yeah. I had two of them. What time of year, were you doing this? Do you remember? I'm just curious. Definitely. I was working on everything for the majority of October, I would say, because the deadlines. So I did the Common App and the UC applications and the Common App had all different due dates, like some schools needed supplementals before. Um, but a lot of stuff was due either November 1st. I, I had one that was due, I think, the 15th, and then all the UCs are due November 30th. And so wow. for the majority of October, and I want to say, I kind of started thinking about what I wanted to write about in August, like right a year ago today. Yeah. I started kind of like debating about like, oh, like, do I want to write about this or do I want That's wanna... where I'm at right now. But then I don't think I actually started sat down and started writing anything until September, I want to say. At least. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids are not in AP classes. <laughs> they know they're not, a, they're not LBs, but yeah, I, they got it. I'm like, I want them to be early with it. I yeah. don't want them waiting to the last minute. I would say that I regret not doing it earlier because it was just really stressful in the end. Just knowing like, oh my God, I have like a week to write all of this. Like I really need to finish it. I would definitely say doing it earlier. Okay. Would have saved me so much because then I would have also felt, I I felt really good about the essays I submitted, but in the end I would read them and I'd be like, Oh, well I, if I had more time, I probably would have caught this and like, I want to change this. And I just, I wish I had a little more time to like read over everything Um, and also it's super stressful getting everything else together. Like you have to figure out all your supplementals and then you have to figure out like the extra different schools will Mm -hmm. give you different essay prompts. Like you, you write one main essay. It's called your common app essay. Mm -hmm. A lot of schools accept the common app. 
Right, right. So you know what that is, yeah, right? It's yep. one application. It goes, you can send it to a lot of different schools. Right. But each school has like, it's tricky because each school will be like, well, we want to know. We, ha- we have this other essay that's like, why do you want to go to this school? Yeah. And all, then you have to- all of the schools will give you a supplemental and it's basically the same question worded differently. So it's like, what is a, a trait of yours that you feel like would fit in at the school or something like that? Right. Like, Usually the supplementals are just them wanting to be a little more personal and just like ask you, why would you fit in at their school in particular? And I had a couple of those that I had to write. But then on top of that, I don't think that people realize because I definitely did not realize going into the Common App or the UC application, you have to write individually about all of your extracurriculars. Like Mm. you... I going into it, I was like, this is going to be easy. Like, I'm just going to write down what I did, what my position was and what year. Mm-hmm. No, they ask you to write a description about what you did. Like, you got to make a full list. Like, I had to do everything on a separate document um, right. per my college counselor asking me to do that, which was definitely helpful. But I had no idea that like the extracurriculars and all that type of stuff. That was a whole separate process that I was just like not realizing right. was going to happen. Right. And then not not to mention the um, you have to ask your teachers for letters of recommendation. Right. Yep. And then to do that, you have to write a brag sheet. Yep. Yeah. You can't just, yeah. They can't, they don't know. They don't know. Alvi was going to a big school. So she had to write a whole separate thing mm-hmm. talking about herself that different teachers wanted different like information. And then on top of that, to my disappointment, UCs don't even take them. So I was like, dang, I got to get all these for like two schools, man. <laughs> like, I'm applying to what, right. University of Oregon, Washington. I was like, the majority of the schools I want to go to don't even take these. So is it different out of state? Yes. It's all different. So then. it's like out of states or basically how it works is at least for me, there was three different applications. There was the UC application, which is just the PIQs. It's one application for all how many UCs are there? Nine? Like eight. Eight or nine mm. UCs. Um, then there's the Common App, which is basically all out-of-state schools. Like every single school, Harvard's on the Common App. Like all the Ivy Leagues, mm-hmm. all of those type of schools. But then all the just like University right. of Oregon right. is on the same application as Harvard. They're mm. all on the same one. Um, and, and then, then there's Cal State. And then there's the Cal State or the CSU application. Mm-hmm. That was the easiest one because you don't have to write any essays for that. You just have to put in a bunch of information. So you have to put in just like extracurriculars, grades. Right. Like right. just kind of like financial situation, all the all the normal college stuff, but you don't have to write any essays, mm-hmm. which I wish I did because I did not get into the CSUs I applied to. And I feel like I probably could have if they took essays. Right. But right. her essays were so good. I bet. So she wanted to go to school in California. Right. This is, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I want to hear it from your point of view. Yeah. So you decided like, I really know what I want. I want to go to a UC, which a lot of your friends did. Yeah. But we didn't know, which I think just played a huge part because she took 10 APs in school. It's insane. A very rigorous schedule. She got great grades. I know. She never got a C. The kids never seemed a C. She was like a very hard worker. Yeah. Um, Had plenty of extracurriculars, camp counselor, lots of volunteer hours. The thing that freaking 
tripped her up, which we didn't know was that she applied for psychology. And who would have known right. yeah. that certain majors are impossible? It was definitely disappointing because I knew that I was a competitive like applicant, but I also know that a lot of people applying to UCs were more competitive than me, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, I, I'm very happy with the amount that I was able to put on to my application because I also feel like I had a really good social life and like I got to do a lot of fun stuff during high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't feel like I had to like dedicate my whole life to right, school, right, but right. I was also still like doing well. But in like on the other hand, a lot of people were like, I volunteered at six different hospitals and I have three jobs right. and I play seven instruments. And I was like, speak Mandarin. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there's always I do those. not do that. Um, and a lot of people I didn't realize applied to psychology because it's just such like a, it's like a versatile, right. very like, I don't want to say easy because it's not easy at all, but like, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I did not realize applied to psychology and I was like looking up online. I was like, why does it say that psychology is like the most impacted major mm. at like two thirds of the schools that I applied to? And so that kind of had me worrying. I was like, oh God, like if I applied to, I don't want to say an easier major, but just right. like a lesser applied to one. Yeah, there's like a top eight. There's like the eight most popular majors. Yeah, and it's like engineering, computer science, psychology, mm-hmm. communications. communications. Right, right. Which I didn't know. And I was like, dang, like I feel like missed opportunity. I wish I looked through other majors to be like, oh, well, this one also seems interesting. I feel like I would be happy if I applied with this major. And like a third of the people are applying to this major than to psychology. So that was definitely like the worst disappointment is I and was like, nobody wow. said, no, and like nobody said counselors, anything. Nobody ever. Nobody said anything. They were like, yes, like psychology is a great one. Like go for it. But I was not warned. Like I was even no college counselor. Yeah, exactly. I was given no heads up being like, Hey, just letting you know, a lot of people want to apply to psychology. And on top of that, I want to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I'm very open to like exploring careers in college. But since I was younger, I've been like, I definitely know that I am interested in a career in psychology. I didn't know that I don't have to major in psychology to do that. Wow. And nobody tells you mm-hmm. that. Like, everybody's like, oh, you want to be a computer scientist? You got to major in computer science. Right. Like, you want to be a therapist? You got to major in psychology or social work. I didn't know that mm-hmm. until I talked to a counselor at my community college that I'm going to. And she's like, yeah, girl, like I majored in dance. <laughs> like my therapist majored in dance, dude. Like you can go to grad school. Yeah. You don't have to do a major that interests you and is not going to take up all your time because you just have to do well you don't have to do well in a subject that's exactly targeted towards your career goal. Mm-hmm. Just do something you like My so that you can do well in it. Brittany, she majored in criminal psych- criminal psychology. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... So what would you have picked? 
What would you have picked it instead? Honestly, my major now that I'm going into um, Pierce with Pierce College mm-hmm. is sociology, which is like a similar major, but it's a little bit more laid back and kind of gets more of my interests. Like, because I am genuinely interested in psychology. Like, that's mm-hmm. one of the major reasons I was doing it is because I was like, I really like what I learn and what I study. Like, I took AP Psychology, hard class. Yeah. Loved the material. Like, loved it. It was super interesting. I was I liked being in that class because I was like, oh, like, this is interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like sociology kind of, like, targets some of that, but also is more interesting. And also, I'm more of, like, the social science part of psychology Mm -hmm. rather than I didn't realize that I really wanted to go to UC Santa Barbara. And in, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I did not get in. Oh really? With, with that major, because I didn't realize that the major is psychology and brain sciences. So it's like the neuroscience, like have to take chemistry, biology, physics part Mm -hmm. rather than sociology where I can literally take sociology classes and they're like, you're solid. Well, I want to know what you're, what I want. I want to hear more about this. Let's take a quick break because yeah. I want to know where your next steps are. This is inspiring. Let's take a quick break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back with Elby. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I'm in, like, therapy. I feel like, I'm, you know, she's amazing. So everybody Very knows that we all cried. I cried. I probably cried uh, on this show <laughs> yes, when you started breaking. Uh, getting disappointed about yeah. college, even though I didn't even go to college. It's, I don't know if you know that, Elby. <laughs> I mean, you seem like you did. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it too much. I mean, listen, from in my mind, you know, John and I have different approaches, but he is like college all the way. You really need to go to college. But then I feel like between the two of us, I ended up having to kind of be the heavy yeah. about college because he didn't want to be too like... like mm-hmm too For hardcore sure. so elby and i feel like had some of some of our most yeah. tense yeah months because i felt like i had to be like on her all the time and she didn't want me to be right. on her all the time and i didn't know how to parent like but i didn't genuinely didn't know whether to what, what am i doing the right thing by right. forcing it all the time should i should i just let her do her thing but, but in hindsight elby are you glad that she oh yeah because in my head i was like I feel like I kind of got it down mm-hmm. and that's why I would sometimes get frustrated because I was hearing about it all the time. And I was like, because the problem is what I don't even think my mom realized is that even though my friends like didn't talk about it, I was still getting asked about it by a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So like she would ask me about it a lot, but not as much. But to me, it was like, oh my God, she's asked me about it once today, but I've heard about it four times today already. So it it would kind of all be like blurry in my head. And I was like, Oh my God, I just feel like this is like all I get asked about. Like, like had an ass full. I (laughs) cannot, I would just get so frustrated because I was like, I literally 
cannot hear this anymore. Like, right. I, I understand. Like, I get it. Like, I, I need to do it. Especially at your age, you but know. But I was just also like, my teachers, they don't give a fuck. Like, right. they, they do not care. Mm-hmm. They, they don't care how your college applications are going. They care about their class. And that's it. Sure. So on top of that, I had teachers assigning me all this work, pretending like college applications did not exist. And so I was having a billion different people going, are you doing your applications? How are your applications going? You need to start your applications. And then on top of that, I was having AP teachers being like, hey, we have a test on Monday. You have six assignments due Friday. Um, If you fail, you fail the class. Like that was like my physics teacher did not do well in physics. I will say that. Mm. That was (laughs) not my best class. First C ever, second (laughs) semester of physics. Um, But it was definitely just like super frustrating Mm -hmm. because and like it wasn't even my mom's fault because she was just she she was just trying to help me out which in the end I appreciated so much because I definitely even though I feel like I had it on lock I feel like I would not have gotten it done at least in the amount of time that I did like I definitely feel like if I had not had her being like are your applications going like you need to sit down and do it? Then I would have been one of those people up at three in the morning going, Oh my God. But that's not even written. what got it done. It didn't get done right until I was like uh, first time ever being like, well, then you're not leaving the house until you do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I got grounded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I basically got grounded, which was horrible, mm-hmm. but also I did get a lot of work done in that time. And then I was like, like and you felt better yeah. but you didn't get grounded in that like okay you did something wrong you got <laughs> no, grounded no, I you just got, got grounded. told like until you do this then you can then right. you can go right yeah exactly <clears throat> no I remember I was like oh my god like that that was when it really set in because my dad came in and he was like yo you're not doing it you haven't made enough progress you're not going out but dad gave me a day he was like, you don't leave until Monday. Oh. That's why I was like, well, what if I get it done before then? <laughs> and he was like, no. Good question. But then you were like, just get it done and you can leave. And I was like, but dad said that I can't go until Monday. It's only Friday. Like I got, I think I got home from school and he's like all weekend until Monday. You don't go until Monday. And I was like, I Hello? can't even picture him talking to you like that. I'm though. looking so at my future. I think right? well, no, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> say it exactly worse. like that, but yeah. he came in and he's like, Elbs, you, you got to get it done. He's like, you, I, I don't know what he said, but he basically was just like, it, it needs to get done. Like, yeah, but that's, you know, our okay. job. Like, yeah. No. And like, I, I understood like from my perspective as a teenager who I had work and other plans. Sure. I mean, I, I went to work obviously, yeah. but had other plans. I was like, Oh my God, like seriously, like but it's then, not due. But then she was like, no, I'm good. I got my essays done and you read them to me. And I was like, wait, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they were not good. The yeah. first draft oh. of like, she was like, I wrote half of this one and I wrote this one's done. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. But then I sat with her in her room. Yeah. We sat there for like hours, hours and just we, like rewriting them. And she got them done and they were amazing. Okay. So we go through all this. We have these power struggles. She does all this work. She's taken all these classes. Mm-hmm. And then 
Rejections. This uh, breaks my, it gives me a stomach ache. Yeah. It breaks my heart. It was horrible because. I don't understand it either. Honestly, it really sucked because as I said before, a lot of people weren't talking about college applications, but oh my God, were people talking about where they got in. Like I went to school and I remember my first horrible disappointment it, it kind of like just built up. So the first school I got waitlisted at University of Washington and that kind of gave me some hope because I was like, well, this guy who, by the way, spoiler alert, ended up going to Yale at my school got rejected from Washington. And I was like, if I can get waitlisted, mm-hmm. it's all good. Right. Like, it's probably not going to be, it's probably it, not going to be that bad. Does it happen all on like on a Sunday night where no, everybody so, finds out or trickles so in? all the schools come in at different times. Right. So University of Washington came in first. Or Oregon yeah. came in first. I got into the Honors College at University of Oregon. And I was like, woo, like, yeah. got into school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was exciting. And then you got into like Cal State. I got so into she turned in an application <laughs> for Cal State. Sonoma. No, not Monterey. Sonoma. Cal State Sonoma. Sonoma. And like got accepted like the next day or something. Literally, <laughs> literally two days later. They were like, wow, woo, you're a sea- <laughs> What is it? Seahawk? Or I don't know what it is. They were like, woo. And then I hear you don't like trees. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll get into that. <laughs> but I uh so you started so getting Washington. The, yeah. Washington waitlisted me and then the first UC that came out was UC Davis. And UC Davis is a good school, but if you go to a competitive high school, UC Davis is like the worst UC to get into. Oh. Like like people were making like tier lists of UCs and they were like, "Okay, Berkeley and UCLA are at the top and then it's like Irvine and then it's like San Diego and then Santa Barbara and then Santa Cruz and then Davis and oh then Davis Davis, then Santa Cruz Uh then Riverside and Merced and so I got rejected from Davis and everyone and their moms were posting, woo, I'm an Aggie. Like I got into UC Davis and like some people from my school, not any of my friends, obviously, but like there were some people from my school that took like two APs, what one AP, fuck? got fine grades, but just applied to a stupid major and got in. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, dude, I busted my ass in high school, and I just got rejected from Davis. One of her friends got waitlisted who, obviously, we won't mention any names, but one of her friends who really was not a tryhard, and, yeah. but but a very, uh, not, not a popular major, got mm-hmm. waitlisted, waitlisted, which we were just like, what? And the problem was, I was trying so hard to like stay hopeful. But the second I got rejected from Davis, I was like, dude, if that's like one of the bottom tier schools in the UCs I applied to, which no offense if anybody went to Davis, I think it's a good school. I yeah, would yeah. been very excited to get into Davis, but I was just like with the environment that I was in and all these people like spoiler alert, <laughs> people in my class, in my economics class, multiple people got into Ivy league schools. Like, the wow. kid that I sat across from that is my friend got into Harvard. What, Two what kids ki- in my class got into Brown. Well, were these AP kids? Were yeah, they, these were yeah. AP kids, but I'm saying I but was surrounded by them. Like mm. I was quote unquote, one of them. She's one of them. Right. And then here I am. Every single person in my class was like, congrats if you guys got into Davis. And I was like, God, I got rejected. Oh and my then, God. LB. and then I remember the worst day is 
um, UCLA, Irvine, and San Diego all came out on the same day at the same time. And I was like, well, you know what? It's fine because I don't really want to go to any of those schools. I did want to go to UCLA, but I wasn't aiming for UCLA. So I kind of, I was like, well, I don't really want to go to San Diego. I don't really want to go to Irvine. And I am not expecting anything from UCLA. So I'm going to be fine Mm -hmm. if I get rejected. Mm -hmm. But of course, in my head, I was still like, well, maybe if I get into San Diego, like, or Irvine, that'll be great. I open them all within five minutes, three straight rejections. And I was telling myself, I was like, it's fine. And then I started crying and I was like, God, like it really sucks. Even though I wasn't aiming for any of these schools, like it sucks. It's terrible. And then Santa Cruz came out. I did get into Santa Cruz, but I really did not want to go to Santa Cruz. Like from the get go, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really sure why I applied because I never was excited about that school. Right. Never. I was never like, Oh, if I get into Santa Cruz, I'm going to Santa Cruz. Like was never. So a lot of people that listen to our podcast were, um, you know, they think they know better and they were just like, why (laughs) would she not like Santa Cruz? That's a great school. Like she has a great option there. So, but you have your own mind. Yes. Like, so please tell people, of course, me as your mom, am I going to be like, nope, you're going to Santa Cruz. Like, no, you're 18 years old. (laughs) Right. You can decide where you want to go to school. So my outlook on Santa Cruz was not me being like, oh, it's not as academically known as the other schools. I don't care. I do not care. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. It's a UC. It's automatically a good school. I got into a UC. That was great. It's just the campus and just like all that type of stuff. Like I really had my heart set on going to a school in like a bigger city with like Mm -hmm. lots of stuff to do. Like I love living in LA. I love it because Mm -hmm. there's always stuff to do. There's always people here. I'm like surrounded by a lot of people. It's my, my love for being around people. Like it started like me wanting to go to a big high school. Right. Like I was like, I do not care if it's scary. If it's a big change, I want to go to a big high school. And it was the same. I was like, I really want to go to a big college. And I love going to camp, but I like my nature in small doses. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I was like, okay, you know what? Like I'll give, I'll give the campus a shot. I get to the campus. They're like, I get there and they're like, yeah, so this is like our main like quad, like our big hangout area. It was like called the quarry. It was like a tiny <laughs> like little area with like a shop and like some ta- like a bathroom. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is like your biggest like, I don't want to say hangout spot, but like mm-hmm. this is like their central area where if you go to UCLA, they have like six of those and they're like giant right. quads <clears throat> right. with all the buildings. And I was like, that's my type of campus. And like, even like Santa Barbara, I was like big campus, mm-hmm. lots of places. Like everywhere I went at Santa Cruz was just trees. It was just like right. in a forest. And I was like, Oh my God. And I what am- about like the speech they gave you at the oh, beginning? Oh my God. They were just like, yeah. So like, we love it here. Like we really try to preserve our nature here. Like we don't have, we don't like to have a lot of buildings because we like to have the trees and the banana slugs slugging around. And I was like, Oh yeah, no. Like from the get go, I was like, this is not my type of school. I was like, this is, and if you want to go to a beautiful campus in the Redwoods, go to Santa Cruz. It was gorgeous objectively. Like, but in my head I was like, 
wow, am I going to just be depressed living here? Yeah, I was it's like, not your jam. It is like, not my jam. It right. felt like I was at like a super preppy, like expensive Malibu private school. Eesh. Like, like I was walking around and I was like, wow, like it wasn't even the people like there. I saw a lot of like people there that were like, seemed cool, but mm-hmm. I was just like, there's not a lot of people in general right. walking around. I right. saw like probably 10 people and I know that part of it was because people were in classes, but even when classes were like going through, I was like, oh my God, like where is everybody? Like even when I was, there were classes like walking around UCLA, walking around Santa Barbara, walking around San Diego, there were tons of people like everywhere at Santa Cruz. There was like nobody. And I was like, it just feels too quiet for me. And like my tour guide was funny, but he was like, yeah, you know, it gets really foggy at night. Kind of reminds you of the twilight. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, he was like, yeah, I've gotten chased by a turkey before. And I was like, hello, like <laughs> a turkey. He was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of scary. And I was like, I, I don't think if I went to any of the other, other UCs schools. I wanted to get into, <laughs> there chased. would even be a possibility of there being a turkey on the campus. Maybe a homeless person, <laughs> exactly. but not a turkey. Rather have a homeless I would rather be chased <laughs> by a homeless person than a turkey. Yeah. And it, like, again, like, it's a great school, yeah, it's, it's, of course. And, like, there were a lot of people that didn't get into Santa Cruz that would have loved to go to Santa Cruz. Right. And I was like, dang, I wish I could give you my spot because it is not my type of school. Yeah. But then I got I got waitlisted from Santa Barbara. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I took that as a celebration. I was like, mm-hmm. it's not over. Mm-hmm. And then I got rejected from Santa Barbara <laughs> from that. So know. how did you, because there was so much disappointment and there's such, I don't know if a lot of people understand the buildup and the power struggles and the yeah. getting all this done and the pure focus yeah. on college then to have all of this rejection. And I, I feel like at the time you couldn't see, I couldn't see it either that all of the work that you had done did actually end up paying off. But yeah. at the time, how did you like, how did you deal with all that disappointment? Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely really difficult. Like it, it felt very overpowering at first. And like, there was a couple times where I was like, wow, like this is never going to get better. Like this is the end of the world. Like I got rejected from these colleges. Now what? Mm. Like, cause originally in my head, community college for me was not even on the table. Right. Like I was like, I'm going to go to college. Like, I've been saying that for years. I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to go to a four-year college. Like, that was my plan. And I I, I hadn't even really, like, dabbled with the, <laughs> the idea of, like, hey, like, I can go to community college for a year or two and then transfer somewhere and save money and stay at my job, which I love. Um, but I definitely think that, like, the way I process stuff is just, like, by talking about it. Like, uh, yes with my unfortunate, my unfortunate circumstance of recent, I got broken up with. That's okay though. We won't, we won't, we won't discuss that right now. Okay. But (laughs) I will say that, um, just like in, in general dealing with like super, super heavy emotions, Mm -hmm. like anxiety or like sadness, the way I process it. Wow. English. The way I process (laughs) it is just like by talking about it. Like I won't shut up about it until people are like, okay, we've heard enough. Like, like I, when I got rejected from all these schools, I was going to work like 
in the process of all this, I still had I still had my responsibility. I could not just be sad about not getting into college and skip out it's a on blessing, work. Yeah, like I was like, all right, gotta pull myself out of this, right, and go to my job. And it was such like a blessing in disguise because I would go, and all my coworkers were like going to community college. Like almost all of my coworkers are either going to CSUN going to community college and they were like, girl, it is the best route. Like I love it. We get to stay at our job. And like, I have a lot of friends at work. And so just talking about it and then being like, Hey, like I got rejected from all these schools too. And like, even some of my coworkers, like they were just settling for schools mm-hmm. that they were like kind of excited about, but like would have rather gotten in, gotten into a school that they didn't get into. And I was like, okay, like, Definitely just making myself feel a little bit less alone in the situation. It's feeling alone and feeling like you're the only one, even when you know you're not, is like the worst feeling. Yeah. Especially when all of my friends were like, all of my friends got into at least like one of those schools or most of them. Oh, B, that's so hard. And so it was definitely like disappointing, but just like talking to other people that are like, yo, like you're good. I didn't, I didn't get into these schools either. I'm going here, which is like fine, but I would have rather not gone here or the situation for most of them. Yeah, I went to community college for two years. I'm in my second year. I went to community college for one year and now I'm going to a school that I love. Like, right. One of my coworkers did community college for one or two years, went to UCLA, just graduated from UCLA. Amazing. And so I'm like, I can do that too. And it's not going to be that bad. So definitely like just talking about it to people yes. is like the like, best. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's less scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your first thing was just like the, the reason you couldn't wrap your head around it was because you thought, well, if I go to, if I, cause so there's a program that she's doing, well, it's not a special program, but the way, because of all her AP, she only has to do community college for one year. That's amazing. And she can literally yeah. reapply same time as your kids are applying. Right. Although Can't a little wait. later for transfer <laughs> students, right? It's a little bit later and I think it's a little bit less of a process because yeah. when you're transferring, you kind of focus on a more select group of schools. Like when you're originally applying, you're like, I'm going to apply here and here mm-hmm. and here and here and here. Whereas when you're transferring, like you kind of got to focus on like a couple of schools that you really want to apply to. Obviously you can apply to other schools, but you kind of got to like know Narrow which yeah. school you're aiming for. So like I'm doing the, there's an honors program within this program that I'm doing. Um, that kind of gives you preferred admission, I want to say to UCLA. Um, and so I'm taking all these honors classes so that I can aim for UCLA But then I'm also doing this thing called the TAG program, which is transfer admission guarantee, where if I take a certain number of classes and get a grade, I think it's like Mm 3.0, I want to say. 3.4. Then I get guaranteed admission to one of the UCs, including Santa Barbara, which is what I'm tagging. Wow. So I'm doing that all in one year. That's amazing. But at first she was like, the problem was we were talking to some other kids that had done it that were like, you have to take all these classes and you should probably take three over the summer. And she was like, oh, oh hell God. no, I just went through all this. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. I was like, it. I can't catch a break. Right. Like I need a break. Right. But, but it ended up working out. I only had to take one summer class, which was super light work. I just finished it yesterday. It was a music appreciation class. Literally sat down like once a week for mm-hmm. like, two hours would get done everything I needed to get done for the week 
would not have to worry about it until the next weekend. Nice. Like it was great. It was not at all difficult. And now the awesome thing is that I am only going to school in person twice a week. And the other three days of the week, I can hang out, work on my online classes, go to my job, make money. great. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh my God. Let's take one more quick break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're back. Do you know, I wanted to, I, I saved a couple of... Um, Posts. It's going to be the best part. From paying for college. <laughs> it's going to be the best part. So paying for college 101 is this um, website that we Facebook have. Facebook page or something? Yeah, it's a Facebook page. Sorry, not a, it's a, it's a Facebook page that um, I have made fun of in here a right. lot. But I just picked a couple just to show you how freaking insane right. some of these parents are. And I wanted LB to weigh in on this. Uh, okay, hold on. Paying for college. I'm a proud hater. This is my favorite part. <laughs> okay, here's one. Um, okay, this is from somebody who's anonymous, which I think you'll... Um, my daughter has a 1560 SAT, 800 math, Jeez. and 3.99 unweighted GPA, several APs, all fives. No sports, but a lot of extracurricular, like science Olympiad, captain, research, internships, tons of volunteering, et cetera. Interested in economics and wants a school Northeast. She's leaning towards Brown for early decision, but I'm not sure if that's the best she can do. Any thoughts on Brown versus UPenn or other top schools? Yeah. Uh, Just unsure if Brown ED is the way to go. By the way, fees, not a concern. Thank you. I just, why are you going to throw that in? (laughs) I feel like they just post on there to brag about their kids. Like they don't actually care. They don't actually, they don't actually care. Like, oh, is Brown or UPenn better? They just want everybody to be like, my kid is better than yours. Oh yeah. That's all that matters. How about this one? This is another anonymous person. Kid with 4.4 GPA. 1,500 SATs, raised $40,000 for cancer. 4.4 unweighted. (laughs) Right, right, right. I mean, listen, this is how it starts. It's not even like, like, hey, I have a question about this. Here's some background. It's just, this is just how she goes in hard. Coming out of the gate. Coming in hot. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, my kid has a 6.7 unweighted GPA. Is that good enough for for Ivy Leagues? (laughs) (laughs) Raised $40,000 for cancer with a leadership position and award. Did a research project. Has a research award, capstone diploma, uh, will graduate with 14 APs, does volunteering in sports, interested in econ or finance. Would applying to a lot of highly selective schools be appropriate? Oh, like that's not not a question at that point. Like you're basically just saying, my kid is applying to all these schools. Look at me. Hope everybody can see that. Like let's just let everybody know. And then there's a little edit in here, in edit, just in case. We're fortunate to have been able to save over the years and can pay in full if needed. Dude, who cares? I know. Nobody was asking about your financial situation. Did anybody comment or say anything to these people? Yeah, but I didn't didn't screenshot the comments on that one. But I did 
I did take some of the comments on this one. This okay. is even more fun. Okay. Anonymous member. My children are quite young now, three and five. So of course you've you've joined paying why? for college one oh one. Why this is are you even looking? <laughs> why are you looking at this? You know those kids are gonna be growing up like <laughs> oh, just prodigies, wait. but like they're not <laughs> actually right. like their parents just make them like my kid is a piano prodigy and they're like, No, your kid has just been playing the piano every single day right. since he was two years old. <laughs> Well, okay. My children are quite young now, three and five. We have the opportunity opportunity to live in my childhood home in an upper class town in New York with top rated schools, top 10 to 20 in the country. Kids graduated from there regularly attend Ivy League schools and the district is known to well prepare the kids. Again, let me just remind you, her kids are three, three and, and five, five and she joined a paying for college <laughs> Facebook group. Okay. Wow. We currently live in New Jersey and I'd need to get a new job if we moved. I'm in education at the top of the pay scale. Okay, girl. <laughs> All right, girl. We get okay. it. It gets worse. Would you move to a top rated district? What are implication the implications of attending this prestigious high school for college? <laughs> I'd be willing to bet my three-year-old is gifted. And while they're very well equipped to handle her intelligence, she might not feel, quote, special in this district. (laughs) My five-year-old is smart, but has anxiety and not on the same level as my three-year-old. He's more athletic. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's like, yeah, he's actually going to go to Ivy League for a sports scholarship. (laughs) Yeah. I foresee his future. He's the more athletic one. Got to get him started. So only one person and had a comment, which was prestigious equals pretentious. I'm sorry. You're worried that your now three-year-old might not feel special in a high wealth school district. Why should anyone feel special for winning an IQ lottery, which might not even be the case. She just may be developing certain skills faster than her peers at this time, I'm sure we say, all needed to know that you're at the top of your pay scale too. Huzzah and good luck. I was about to say, how would you know if your three year old is gifted? Like they're not doing math yeah, right exactly. now. Like they're not old enough to be like, like, oh my god, you tell them like two plus two is four, and they're like, they're still, oh my god, they're shitting in their diapers. Like, <laughs> how are they gifted? Yeah. Like, how do yeah. you? Dude, what are when you? I was three, I don't think I could like poop in the bathroom alone. I, like, my, I, yeah. I had to have my mom in there, but Sunny supposedly was like, I was gifted. Butt. So yeah, they yeah. told me I was, but still, I was. <laughs> I did not see my kid at three, probably. <laughs> so so, and one other person wrote, "I'm really hoping this is a joke or troll mm. or something." At three and five, you've already decided one is gifted and the other is athletic. <laughs> really, if this is true, those poor kids are going to grow up with pressure to meet goals that you decided for them before they started kindergarten. I just can't. So she writes back to that one. Oh, she does. Mm -hmm. I used to assist with gifted testing. And while my daughter is too young for formal testing, yes, there is a strong likelihood that she would qualify and I'd want her to have her needs met. My God. current public education system where I work offers next to nothing. I And then she just goes on and on and on and on about how where she lives is just not right good enough. She's like, my son has, oh, I forgot about this part. <laughs> this is why I screenshot this one. She's like, so the blah, 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 the new place, uh, 
I remember younger students being bused to advanced level courses in other buildings so they could learn on anyway, blah, blah, blah. Then she writes, my son, this is her son who's not gifted, the, right. but the, really the athletic. One, right? no. Yeah, she <laughs> says, one. my son has been stopped while playing sports by D1 sports players. Oh, oh my God. Me Shut up, lady. I want to book her on our show. Your three-year-old <laughs> guest is next getting, week. Yes. Yeah, so LeBron James actually came up to my kid and was like, hey, like, you have real talent. Dude, Three. that's like me saying like Chris Paul came up to me at Balboa and I'm like, he's like, yeah, you're actually really good at basketball. Like, have you ever thought about like committing to future? And I'm like, dude, I'm literally six. I like, I don't even know what D1 basketball is. I literally play for my rec team. Like, that's what yeah. this kid. Oh my, my three-year-old. God. My three-year-old was actually being recruited for to just to just go to the straight to the draft. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. They're like, just skip college because like your kid is this, too good. Yeah, no, I don't know why she's on here. She doesn't have to worry about college. Yeah, like, what is she clear? Clearly, right. her yeah. kid is going right. straight to the NBA. Yeah, like, she has no issues, no problems. Yeah. And then she basically goes on about after after stopped while playing sports by D1 sports players. I don't know if he will play at all when he's older, but his academic and esteem needs are different than my daughter's who's gifted. I mean, this woman just keeps going on and then people argue back with her and she's just like, I don't understand why. Why are you um, guys giving on my gifted child? Yeah. So somebody finally writes to her. He's playing with Play-Doh right now and sticking it in his nose. And somebody goes anonymous because your privilege is showing and you're whining about it. You're cheating. You're creating problems where none exist. Good enough is good enough. Most parents have to live with the hand life dealt them. And that's not a dream house in a prestigious privileged community. And then she writes, okay, wait, what? She writes, she's about to have the best comeback. Well, she's basically, she goes, ah, okay. I know and understand that I'm privileged. I'm not whining not intended to come across that way, trying to learn from others and do what's best for my family in the current market and planning ahead. Anyway. Planning yeah, ahead. Yeah. Dude, you are planning way ahead. <laughs> I would think planning ahead is like starting high school. You're like, hey, let's join this club. So right. that you can put three years old. I gotta join this group. She's like, yeah, I just <laughs> I wanna make sure my three year old goes to like one of the IVs, you know, like, that's like our goal. So we're just like, we're starting early, you know? Yeah. yeah just getting just a head start. She's going to have a horrible life. Groups. I mean, it's, she has two boys, right? They're boys. No, a boy and a girl. A boy and a girl. The girl's, girl's going to have it. The boy's uh, insanely athletic. Yeah. The He's girl's going to have an eating disorder. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is going to be bad. I can already tell. Yeah. Well, Obi, this was really fun. And we yes. want, we were going to see if maybe we could get you to um, stay for our Patreon episode and maybe talk about the other big thing that happened in your life. If you want. I'm down. Yay. All right. Oh my God. Yay. I'm so excited. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much, LB, for being so open and fun. I am so proud of you. You're not even my daughter and you just make, you give me chills. You have, Aww. you're just intelligent. You're just a beautiful soul. Thank you. And you're going to do phenomenal don't worry this is your you're gonna do great i know i i i have a i'm a gypsy i have a crystal ball <laughs> you're gonna be awesome lb thank you so much for coming on the you. show of course all right love uh, you love you guys oh well we have to go backwards so if you didn't yeah. if you're not on patreon go join patreon listen to yesterday's patreon yeah all right love you guys bye, bye. It's 
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.